Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. How are we doing? Happy Players Championship Week. I am Cam Rogers. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen, as always, and you can follow us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. You can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Whalen. The Players' Championship, one of the few tournaments that screams at you. Because, yes, the Players is in all capitals. And for the life of me, I have no idea why. I will see if Bridget has any thoughts on that. Here's the rundown. Bryson DeChambeau takes down the Arnold Palmer. We'll talk briefly about that. Jordan Spieth continues to impress. And, of course, our predictions for that unofficial fifth major down there in the Tampa area. But first, a shout out to our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 bracket madness contest as Bet Online is the spot to be for all of your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Why not? Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Bryson DeChambeau continues to be a content machine, received a text from one Tiger Woods before the final round, told Bryson to play like Arnie, play boldly, and that he did. Bryson is proving himself truly as a tough course type of player. Just go back to the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, which he won, right? So his eighth PGA Tour win at the API, randomly beating Lee Westwood. I mean, you want to talk about volatility in this sport. Lee Westwood acting like it's 2010 right now, showing up on the first page of the leaderboard, impressive by him. So you have to wonder if Bryson is the gift we need right now in the game with an expected long absence from one Tiger Woods. Bryson continuing to make the conversations happen on social media and elsewhere. So good stuff there. Bridget, Bryson gets it done at API. You were there. Feel free to divulge on your experience. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Um, divulge on my experience. Well, I was at Wingfoot when Bryson won the U.S. Open trophy. I was at Bay Hill when Bryson won Arnie's tournament. So I feel a little bit like Bryson and I have some synergy. <laughs> Um, It was exciting. I was there over the weekend. So I was there for both uh, moving day on Saturday and then the final round on Sunday. And I really have to say Bryson was the spectacle for both days, even though I witnessed Jordan's hole in one, I witnessed Jordan's bunker hole out. I pretty much followed him for the bulk of Saturday. 
but Jordan and all of Jordan's friends, we sure took a stop when uh, Bryson tried to drive the green on the six hole. So I was actually on the other side of the water and um, I got a pretty cool video of the crowd reacting over the body of water that he had cleared it. So Bryson was kind of like the ever present focus throughout the whole championship. And it was pretty cool to see him get that win. Cause I mean, we saw Max Homa, he missed that shorty for the win and he had to make it. Bryson had to make that putt to win Arnie's tournament. And he, he did it. Yep. I think that Bryson is, uh, I mean, this isn't disputable. He's outrageous, but he backs it up with a win. So he may be spewing all this nonsense, but he gets it done. And you have to acknowledge that he, he's very talented. He puts the work in clearly that's evident um, and it's paying off in big ways. Yeah. You can't really make fun of him because, or at least you can, but you have to show respect at the same time because the guy is winning golf tournaments. I mean, he won a U.S. Open. And I didn't give him a shot in heck to take down Wingfoot. I just didn't think it was a Bryson course. But maybe Bryson is just course proof. He can play anywhere, honestly, and win anywhere, kind of like Dustin Johnson. So what was it like, Bridget, with the crowd? I mean, it seemed like it was a full-on crowded event when you looked at the galleries. But obviously, it was like 5,000 people. Yeah, in person, it did not feel that way. I know maybe because... We haven't seen fans at these events in quite some time. So just a little surplus of fans seems like a lot. Right. Same with the crowd roars. I'm sure hearing them at home on TV, they probably sounded really loud. But I think that's just a recency to having silence on um, PJ, you know, in PJ Tour events, LPGA Tour events, any, any golf. Uh, it was interesting. Like you had to wear a mask the entire time unless you were eating or drinking, of course. And it was very, I, like, I don't know, people, a couple people have asked me, it felt very normal. Like it didn't feel, it didn't feel weird. I, I've actually developed kind of a, um, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm, I think it's, what is it called when you're afraid of people? Agoraphobia? I'm not agoraphobic. Like That's I'm a good okay. trivia question. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, but I have to say, like in that environment, cause you're outdoors, it, it really didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I was putting myself at risk. I had my mask on, I was outdoors. They, the, the tour is doing a really good job at, um, at keeping the numbers down, obviously. And you were questioned when you got there, the, the normal questions, like, have you been exposed to COVID within right. the past? 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever. Um, so to be honest, it felt really cool. Like it felt awesome to be back at an event with fans like that. It, it really felt good. And I think the players, they, they really enjoy it. I heard from so many after the tournament was over that it was great to have the fans back. I think you miss that synergy, that energy, hearing like fans, sort of tense up like over a putt or something it, it just it gives you it it's the adrenaline rush for the players so it was really cool to be um back in a, at an event that had a, a minimal amount of fans I think I think there were 2,500 each day I'm 
I might be wrong on that number, but um, I think that was what API was. I think out at the players, it's 5,000 a day. Um, that's obviously a stadium course. It's a, mu it's a much bigger property, mm -hmm. but uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It, it was a lot of fun also to see Bryson sink like a clutch putt that he had to make to win because the crowd did erupt um, when that happened. Yeah, it was great to hear people, honestly, and we're going to get more of that this week at the Players' Championship. You know, there was some thought that maybe Jordan Spieth was going to get it done this week, T4 finish at the API. I'm willing to say now, officially, on the record, he has found his game. He is here to stay. He's gone T4, T3, T15, T4 in his last four events, okay? He has gained strokes in every facet of his game, except for the driver, which is fine because last week he was actually field average with his driver. So if he is just average with the big stick and good with everything else like he is, he's going to continue to finish T4 and T3 and soon enough win. So you were obviously with him, pretty intimate, getting the uh, full-on Jordan experience there with uh, up close and personal and seeing his game. What'd you think of it? I sure did. I followed him all of Saturday. I saw him hit every single shot that he took on Saturday. Um, it was awesome. I've never, and I committed myself to this. I said a couple of days in advance, if Jordan makes the cut, I'm going to follow him all of Saturday. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to stick with him. I've never done that before. I've never attended a golf tournament where I walked all 18 holes with one player. And I got to say, I loved it. Like it was, it was so much fun. And I am obsessed with Jordan. Sure. If you really don't have a, a like likeness to a player like that deep where you want to watch every single thing they do, then no, it's, it's probably not the, uh, the way to go about a sporting event for you. But for me, it was awesome. And, and he really doesn't have boring golf. He said it himself. He's trying to have boring rounds that yeah. round. <laughs> That was, I mean, some like I, you were nervous. He is a player that makes you nervous watching him. He's just so frenetic. He's so, he's talking to himself all the time. He's talking to Michael. He's pulling off shots. He's holing out. He's sinking long putts. The weird thing, and I don't know if other people noticed this about Jordan on Saturday, he made the hole in one. He didn't really react all that much. He holed out from the bunker. He literally walked to the hole, picked his ball out, and walked to the tee. He was playing so fast. And keep in mind, Justin Rose, he was paired with on Saturday, withdrew um, after he had made a nine, I think, on the fourth Yeah, he's hole. got like a back issue or something. Yeah, I think he tweaked his back. Um, so it was interesting. Jordan could play at his own pace, but then – I don't know if he, Jordan got a little ahead of himself because he was like going so fast because things were just progressing so nicely. And then once he got to the back nine, I think it caught up with him because obviously the group in front of him, you know, was lagging a little bit. Jordan was playing fast. So then he had to wait. Um, so that was, an, it was just like a weird round to follow him in like probably unprecedented I don't know if he's ever played alone before especially on a Saturday like that and you're in contention yeah that's pretty unique yeah it was very unique very nervy but it was awesome because I literally only had to watch I was only there really I love Justin Rose but I was really there to watch Jordan uh it was so much fun and then on Sunday I had to go back with him for a little bit so I followed him 
pretty much all a Sunday too, until um, whole like the back nine, like 15, 16, 17, 18. I just went ahead and I kind of wanted to get on 18 and see a couple of the groups go through. So it was a Jordan weekend for me. And I agree with you. He's back. He found something. I still think he's a little out of control. And I, but I do think that that's who Jordan is as a, he's a grinder. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And he pulls off those shots that just like, like Tiger did and, and Sevy did. And those shots that you just know are going to go in sometimes. And you don't know why, you know, but you know that Jordan knows they're going in too. It's not just the fans who know, but that it's, it's definitely a, a grinding type of mentality. And I think it's a little exhausting. Mm. It was exhausting for me. So I can't imagine being the player with the club, how exhausting it might be. Um, but again, I just don't know what it is about his game that that would need changing because I think what makes him such a stellar player is the fact that he gets out of trouble so artistically and so well. And like, does he not want that facet of his game? I would say I would say he loves that part of his game. I mean, that's the part that gives you like the goosebumps and the chills when it happens. So I, I totally agree with you. I think his driver, I think he could get better off the tee. Um, like his hole in one, that shot was just super, super lucky. It wasn't a good shot. It, I mean, it made it to the green, which that was a very difficult hole, but it, it's just like Jordan has that element of creativity and he has, he has the golden child syndrome. He's very lucky on the course. Yeah. He's an artist. And I think what he means by boring golf is like fairways and greens and make a couple putts here and there and then move on, you know, like an Adam Scott or something like that, who just is so consistent, but you're absolutely right. I feel like it's got to get exhausting from hit for him for like a mental perspective. It's almost like a basketball team that always scrapes by barely wins games they're winning but barely and it really just puts a lot on your mental capacity and your just fatigue level whereas you have a team that just blows everybody out right and you feel probably more fresh for the next game Jordan is putting so much stress on himself with all of these magician type shots he'd probably rather just you know have nice and easy fairways to hit and greens to hit and move on and not have to hit these crazy short game shots but that's just how he is now that's his game but has he ever been like middle of the fairway no like, yeah exactly that's so the same we've talked about phil like phil is very creative i think phil is such a visual person the same with tiger like those types of players, why they're so intriguing is because they make it happen how they make it happen. And I think that, honestly, I think Dustin Johnson has a really, oh, he's world number one, but he has a really good all around tactical play of the golf course, which is like so dominant, but also like so basic. Like, he hits it far and, and he does for the most part hit it straight. And, and I mean, now Bryson, Bryson is an anomaly to me. He hits it so far, but he also has such control. Like it's wild. Mm. So like they, those two for me are, and like, this is funny to, to loop DJ and Bryson together. And I'm, I'm really not. I'm just saying that like, they really do come at the game from like 
almost a dominant fashion. Like they dominate at, at aspects of, of the game where I think Jordan, he much more plays the game as like, he's going to be in a different spot every time. And he's not so sure what he's going to have to do to get out of it. But I feel like mentally, like you said, that's how Jordan's brain works anyway. Like, I don't know if that's how, Dustin's brain works or like even Brooks Kepka's brain works like I think that Jordan's game fits Jordan so I think it's weird or it's just a little ironic that he has said things recently like oh I just wish like I could do the like ABC process it's like but but why <laughs> why why do you want it's that it's so stressful Right. I and guess. so like and that's the point. Like he's getting old and you're right, he's getting older and it's probably not as fun. It probably isn't. And I think that Rory is in this same headspace right now where maybe it's the game isn't as fun as it used to be and it's frustrating that their games don't align with like why can't I just hit it here and hit it here and put it in the hole and it's like you guys never really played like that. So like I don't understand why you're now like wanting to get there and maybe like you nailed it maybe they're a little mentally exhausted and they just want to get another win you know and that could be it that honestly could be it like my process isn't working anymore I haven't won in years like why isn't it easier mm -hmm. and I I honestly think that it could be um, a mental block and I think that Rory said it perfectly like he feels like he's missing something. He doesn't know what he's missing. Like if it's the drive or if it's like the sort of impetus to like want to, to do something, but he's missing it. And, and that makes it sounds like speed from yeah, it's last year. It, it sounds totally, it sounds totally mentally frustrating. And, and I can't imagine like doing something physical that doesn't align with mental, like imagine that, just imagine how frustrating that would be when you've had success in the past. That's what I think is the problem. Those two players, and I'm singling them out, like I'm sure there's a bunch of other players in their shoes, but those two players specifically in recent times, it's like they have had so much success in the earlier parts of their career that now like it must just be so mentally frustrating to not be able to get the physical element back to that point. Yeah, I think Jordan is starting to find it and Rory is sort of looking for it. And it's not like Rory is playing badly. He's playing badly by his standards. He's still doing fine on the PGA Tour, but obviously he's not winning and that's what he right. wants. So. Obviously, he will be, quote-unquote, defending his title at the Players' Championship <laughs> this year. We'll get to that, but first... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, you don't think that Hideki is 2020? <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to go there. I'm sorry, Hideki, I love you, but no, sorry. Round one, defending champion. <laughs> uh, the Tiger Woods podcast is presented by our friends at eBay. Whether Ray or Deadstock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verified the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag 
that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Players Championship this week, 48 of the top 50 players in the world. No Matthew Wolf, no Brooks Kepka, largest purse of this season. We're at TPC Sawgrass, of course, par 72, measuring, oh, just a shade over 7,200 yards. In my opinion, Bridget, one of the toughest events to predict. And it's the weirdest thing because sometimes course history really doesn't even matter here. For example, if you go to Ricky Fowler's resume at this tournament, it's like second, miscut, miscut, 43rd, win, miscut, miscut, miscut. So it's like one of those really weird events. And so you really got to dial in on the recent form, in my opinion. And I think we both have some pretty good predictions here. Obviously, the last time we had the Players' Championship, there was the big shutdown. Bridget, we have to be approaching one year together, I would think, because you uh, hopped on board not too long after that shutdown. We sure did. We got to figure out our anniversary. I know. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, just thinking back to where we were then, I mean – I think we were in a moment of surrealness last year. Just like, what is going on? What is happening? I remember March Madness being canceled and NBA players coming off the court. And it's like, what's happening? And I think even the government internally was like, what's going on sort of situation. And here we are, uh, the PGA Tour, obviously doing a fantastic job with its protocols and what have you. Yeah, my mom's birthday is March 12th. Oh, God. That is like the day the world shut down, and that is this Friday. I'm actually flying home um, to to see my parents. Uh, But yeah, my brother and his girlfriend were visiting me. We were going to Universal every day. We were going to a Magic game that got canceled, and we were like, what? That's (laughs) so so wild. It's crazy. I don't think (laughs) – at least – I don't know. I can't speak for other people. I did not totally – recognize the enormity of what was to come I just I understood that the players had been canceled and it was so strange because I had just attended API the week before and that went on just as normal there was yeah nothing different all the fans were there I was around all those people and like I said I was going to Universal every single day with my brother and his girlfriend at the time um, around a lot of people so yeah, it's it's wild. That is it so sad funny. that I just don't remember much about that month, Bridget? Like, no, I, I honestly <laughs> think yeah, yeah, I what do you remember much about the whole year? No, I, like, not really. I, I can't tell you if it feels like it was last week or if it was like ten years ago. Like, I don't even know. I feel like we were just at the players, but then I also feel like it was so long ago. It's such a weird <laughs> state to be in. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's great to have this event this week. Obviously, with it being in March, the grass is a little different. It's not pure Bermuda grass, but it's still going to be uh, a really unique tournament, in my opinion. I think it could be uh, some really good scoring conditions. I think the weather is going to be fantastic this week, from what I understand. So could be a low score. So we'll see what happens there. All right. uh, Bridget, who you got this week? 
Okay, first of all, I just have to say, I always want to pick this guy and I never do for some reason, but he is always on my radar. So just because I haven't picked him a lot in the past doesn't mean that he is not always in my mind. And I'm going with him this week. Even though he withdrew from workday, I do think that was just due to fatigue. And I mean, he stated stomach issues and dehydration, but the guy plays a lot. I'm going with Patrick Cantlay. I agree. This tournament traditionally has been one of the toughest to predict, absolutely, year after year. And I do think that maybe that has to do with the state of the course. I know that players are saying they have never seen TPC Sawgrass in better condition than what it is right now. DJ said he loves when it's overseeded. So it sounds like it's going to be playing really nicely. I think that Patrick, he just, he doesn't have Jordan Spieth's game. Let's just put it that way. He checks a lot of boxes. He played really well. Um, he had, he opened with a five under 67 last year before it was obviously canceled. So ninth player in the world, Patrick Cantlay. Let's go down memory lane here, Bridget. So the third tournament into the restart, the Travelers, you picked Cantlay, T11 there. Okay, Uh, okay, so I pick him. Yep, and then at the CJ Cup, I went with Cantlay. He finished T38. Because I'm not remembering last year. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, we all forget last year. Let's be real. So... Um, yeah, you haven't picked him much. I like the prediction. He's actually 1B on my list, but 1A is Mr. Jordan Spieth. I'm going yeah. to do it. I think he finds a way to win this week. His immediate recent form is fantastic. Like I mentioned, he's gaining strokes everywhere except with the driver. So if he's just field average with his driver, doesn't bleed strokes, he'll be fine this week. And God, I hope he wins because this is a big purse. And maybe I can really catch up to Bridget here, who, by the way, has nearly a $2 million lead on me. Uh, God, I hope, God, I hope Jordan wins a lot of money this week. God. Literally. Yeah. For me, for me, for me uh, I'm re- going to get none of it, but I hope he wins it. <laughs> Recapping API real quick. Sunjay T21, Bridget, Maddie Fitz obviously had to do the late switch with Louie out. T10. So there you have it. Well, sneaky backdoor top 10. So I just want to come back. You had said, why is the players all capped? <laughs> yes. And so I don't know, and I should have Googled, but I'm watching Golf Channel right now and I see it as all caps. And right. I know that the PGA Tour is also always in all caps. And the players is the PGA Tour's tournament. So I don't know what the all caps thing is, but it has to be connected. Like maybe it's because it's the official, like they own that name. That's my guess. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense because you're right. The PGA Tour is technically in all caps. And the they just like yelling, I guess. The Tour Championship also all caps. That's right. That's right. That's a good I'm point. I think I know Nearfield Village is so weird because it's like nationwide, like the little tiny text that, and mm. it's like the with a lowercase the, like the memorial, like Zozo I mean, is all caps too, I think. Zozo. Okay. All right. So. I don't know. We're going to have to do a deep dive on capitalizations and <laughs> lowercase letters in tournaments. Um, also the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard. The World Golf Championships. Workday championship at the concession. <laughs> in Mexico. 
in Mexico. <laughs> the, Mex the work day Mexican championship at the concession in Florida. It's basically a five paragraph essay at that point, but sure. Yeah. We'll go with that for a time. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this, we should, let's do a deep dive and mm. we'll report back next week to our listeners, to our um, tens of listeners. Millions, um, tens of millions. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan, a little research project for us. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, so player championship this week. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the golf, and we'll be back here on the Tiger Woods podcast next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.